Check, check, microphone. 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 Oh, my God, you're not Is this one supposed to be working too? Hey folks, this is Flat Black Plastic on MutinyRadio.fm. We have the pity party for here for their appearance at the uh, Noise Pop Festival, the 20th Street Block Party, and they're going to be playing at what time? 445. 4:45 military time. That's 4:45 if you're in my military, and uh, <laughs> they. Uh, are here they brought a record you just heard them play and uh we're gonna ask them how they feel as bay area natives they represent rock or punk rock as far as what it means to be from the bay area no no that's a that's a good question um but gotta be honest, I think you're the only one that's not from the Bay. Oh, I guess Dustin's you not from the Bay Area. Yes. Here, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm from the Bay Area. <laughs> Do you feel like you have to defend it? Do you feel like you have to defend it being from here because a lot of people hate this area? 
do people hate Chris Bay? I, I don't know. I've heard. I've only heard a little bit of hate. Yeah, I think uh, from the Bay Area, else from elsewhere. If you go on tour and go outside of this area, do people go, "Oh, tech is bad. San Francisco is bad. You're left wing. Trump is good." You guys go on tour and get that? <laughs> uh, we get that just as California as a whole, though. Really? I think everyone yeah. just hates our uh, accent and stuff, <laughs> and just our the whole. I think the whole state. Everyone's like, "Oh, you're from California." But <laughs> Do you feel Northern and Southern California should be separate? <laughs> no, I separate legally? N- no. No, they're. I don't feel strongly one way or another. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine with all of California. I think SoCal's pretty chill. SoCal's cool. What is the What is the last song that you guys each of each of you people listened to before coming in here? If you that you remember. Um, I think we listened to Electric Avenue. All right, we're gonna play another pity party song. Flappy Like Plastic, you're listening to Pity Party is the band that we're interviewing here. We just played their song, and I'm going to check next time so I can name the song that we played because I forgot it. And one of them will know it, 
That's Thanks, Sinatra. There we go. I remember that when I was looking up the band online, I was said, Dank Sinatra, that sounds like a total weed dealer's name. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you gotta go see my friend Dank Sinatra. <laughs> so what what is what are your guys' favorite things about going on tour and what are your least favorite things? When I say guys, I mean folks, I mean people. I don't wanna be offensive in any way. In gen that way. Oh, this, is, this is Bob, um, and <laughs> I guess uh, my favorite things about going on tour are like going places I haven't been before or going places that I really love that I have been before. Um, like just being tourist, like you're yeah, checking tourist. out a town as a tourist? Oh yeah, I love touristy shit. Bob is the biggest boy. The also biggest. the calmest member of Kitty Cuddy. <laughs> um, do you do photos? Do you have uh, like a website where people go, oh man, that's what whatever that town looks like? Not really. I don't take too many photos. I just stare at stuff. <laughs> you take photos up here. <laughs> yeah. Matter. Yeah. Um, also, uh, people that we interact with when we're on tour tend to be pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Love meeting new people in the scenes that we play in everywhere we go do you guys have a favorite town each of you where you go oh man i can't wait to get to that place because it's it, we always get treated right there albuquerque yeah albuquerque, albuquerque new mexico why is it why albuquerque uh we have some really good friends that run a diy collective uh, called fly honey warehouse um they do a lot of support and advocacy in their community and they cook for us every time we're there um, they provide Dustin with four locos. Not by choice. <laughs> Not by <laughs> choice. Minus the Bears one. At Fly Honey Warehouse. Yeah. I think yeah. any time four loco is involved, it's the yeah. gesture that, that counts. Oh my that's god, all, that's crazy! I didn't know that. Yeah, and his Instagram is Absence Party, and oh the, it's all a minus the bear reference. Love that. Yeah. It is a minus the bear. <laughs> Hell yeah. There's no, not really a place that we're like, oh, fuck, we got to go there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, actually, what, like, what was that one place? Um, was it Wichita or something? Yeah, Wichita. Oh, we uh, hate Wichita. We, <laughs> we love the and people I've been, I've been to about half the states, and we, it always freaks me out going to Denver because I can only – I can see Kansas. <laughs> I don't even – I've never been to Kansas. I just know when I see that flatness, I go, whoa, fuck. <laughs> that goes on forever. That's not the ocean. I love Denver. They have that big horse, that big blue horse. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. as far yeah. and towards the middle. Denver Airport <laughs> conspiracy. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. great. Also, that City O City restaurant. Yeah, pretty rad. Yeah. What is it? City O City restaurant? Yeah. yeah it's like a vegan uh, breakfast place. In yeah. Denver. In Denver. Colorado. Killer vegan chicken and waffles. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out to City O City. C-O-U. <laughs> what, is, what is you guys' favorite food in the Mission neighborhood or in with the neighborhood that you live? Um, probably a lollipop, pizza place. It's on Mission by St. Andrew Pasty. I just used to live like a couple miles from that place. Very good. What, what about this? We're, we'll take a vote. Taco versus burrito. Uh-oh, that's a tough um, one. That is a tough Can one. Can I vote for both? I, I like, I think I'm a burrito person. 
Do you do you eat the whole burrito or do you save half after you eat half after you eat the first half? No, I have no self control. I'll just eat the whole thing. Same. Yeah. One sitting. And you still weigh a hundred pounds and you're six feet tall. How does that happen? (laughs) (laughs) First of all, how old are all of you? How old are all of you? I'm I'm twenty seven. <laughs> Did you hear that, officer? Could you say that in the mic one more time? Uh, Dustin, <laughs> I am 27. <laughs> pink and hair. I pink hair, and I'm six feet tall, apparently. No. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that. Down. Sitting down. <laughs> very tall torso. Yeah. No legs. No legs. I mean, like, very no, small legs. I have, I have long dancer's legs. Yeah, that's what you know. <laughs> um, Do you find that the dancer's legs help with your stage antics? <laughs> <laughs> I would say he's got a real wide power stance. Yeah, yeah. the widest the power stance <laughs> on this, this side of the Mississippi. Any wider? <laughs> <'Cause> power <laughs> is power stance like when you just put your feet real far apart? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I think has the best one is Billy Zoom from X. You haven't seen me. You <laughs> haven't seen six feet of legs and no torso. Legs and no torso. Wait, when did you become <laughs> no torso and all legs? Oh, is that what happened? I thought you were all. I thought you were all torso. Maybe you're just. Six feet of torso, six feet of leg. Yeah, I love Denver. I, that's <laughs> <laughs> also, there's just five people named Dustin that are all 27 in this band. For sure. Yeah. All right, we're, we're going to play yeah, another song. <laughs> uh, n- and all the people that you heard just talking will play this at 445 this afternoon at 19th and Alabama, which is in the Sunny Mission District in San Francisco, California. It it's doesn't cost money, correct? It is free. It is free like our souls and our minds and this music. And if you don't go down there, you risk judgment. <laughs> yeah, Dustin. <laughs> you got like a lot of sweat on my neck. Okay. important is marijuana to your guys' music? <laughs> Not important whatsoever. I'm a school teacher. We <laughs> 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 
do not but it's advocate. A well, if you're an adult, you definitely make your own choices. But if you are a child, your brain is still developing. <laughs> you make your own choices too. <laughs> but le- but prescription is okay. <laughs> Pre- prescription drugs do they affect your music? Um, yeah. Prescription drugs. Yeah, in a positive way or a negative way? In a positive way, yeah. Uh, advocate for if people are comfortable with it, getting um, you totally there is like no uh, shame and there shouldn't be stigma in mm-hmm. seeking help for mental health um, and getting yourself to a baseline point where you can keep your head above water and have normal reactions that other people get to experience. Yeah. Um, so it's totally, yeah, we are. We're definitely an antidepressant, pro-antidepressant band. Yep. But do you feel that because of the way the drug companies work, that they get people who would want to be hooked on something that would make them okay, that they give them something opiate-based to just make them quiet? Do you think that's a problem with prescription? With benzos, yes. Yeah. I just know because when I took a bunch of painkillers when I broke my leg, I stopped early, and they said, don't do that. And I said, why the fuck not? I don't want to get hooked on this shit. Yeah, yeah. And then when you do, men- isn't it, if I remember correctly, when you do drugs that affect your brain, you have to wane yourself off very slowly mm-hmm. and then stop yeah. completely, which is when you're most fucked up if you are taking those. And then you have to go slowly back up on another yeah. one. So That's it's just. That's called tapering. And yeah, you, you it do, do, it. You can't do you just, just taper until you find something good? Is that what it is now? Yeah, usually you'll, you'll work with your psychiatrist to figure that out. But you, yeah, if you just stop cold turkey, you're going to have a weird fucking time. It's not going to be good. But that's more with like daily stuff, not like in the moment. Like what about what about? Do you think psychedelics have anything to do with <laughs> mental treatment? Yeah. Like, uh, I'm saying psychedelics <laughs> that are made uh, from the ground, like mushrooms. Yeah, not, like, not like lab. Yeah, like microdosing psilocybin. Totally, that works for some people. Oh my god! Don't tell your students that. Okay, I'm not <laughs> telling my students that. Yeah, I'm not. Just for adults. I don't want to be clear. I'm the good teacher. You're <laughs> the bad teacher. I'm the bad teacher. You're not the bad teacher. You're a great teacher. You're just the the bad influence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the goody teacher. <laughs> teacher. Do you guys have any other records coming out? Yeah, we actually uh, have a full length. That was a stock question. I just pulled it out of the question band book. It's <laughs> a great question. Pulled it out, yeah. um, <laughs> because we do have a record that will be coming out next year called Concrete. Um, it's a record that we just finished recording, um, and it's kind of like a it was kind of a therapy piece, um, and hopefully it helps bring other people some solace and comfort. Um, it largely circles material around sexual violence um, and how to support yourself and others through sexual violence and what those feelings feel like. Um, and so hopefully it finds some other people who are less alone in their trauma. Well, yeah, I think that a, a, a lot of people don't realize what creativity can do to curb any sort of mental problems and use artistic creation as as therapy and it's just i think the fact that it's unrecognized is really horrible and i think that even though your guys music isn't overtly you know it's not like you're on a label distributed by some company that you know has a hospital you the fact that you guys are recognizing that and you're saying that your creation wants to go out and keep making things positive i think is makes me proud to know that you guys are doing it because if you guys are doing it that means that there's got to be hundreds and thousands of other people that when they hear you and you say this is what I'm doing, they'll do that like the Velvet Underground or Sex Pistols or whatever. That's the intent and the hope is that people will take action because right now, I mean, it's 2019 and we live in a country that's really bad for a lot of people 
and gives a lot of people really shitty circumstance. There is not equality in this country. There is not comfort for a lot of people, and there aren't even basic needs for a lot of people. And so, like, hopefully, if, like, you know, we show by action that support is positive and, like, helps a community, then, like, other people will support their communities and that, like, we can act and negate what's been happening. Like, we as a whole society can act and negate what's happening. And w- w- do you guys put out your own record so you can say what you want? Um, we have done distribution through record labels. Sorry, that I'm here for Jackie. Um, but uh, we've done distribution through record labels, but we do um, definitely make sure that we have all of the autonomy over our material. Uh, we own all of our material, and we find and record labels. And you tell them that, that from square us. one. They yeah. Oh, if you're going to put this record out, you, it's like getting final cut on a movie. Yeah, and I think we're realizing that like not only do we need um, like our artistic uh, freedom, uh, but also people that are like politically um, like-minded to us is how we would like to carry out in the future is just making sure that we're working with record labels that have the same intent as us, working with booking agents that have the same intent as us, people that want to see positivity spread, people that want to see people be supported. Because um, it's, as it's, we've realized it's the most important thing to us that it's like, we need people to stand behind us and with us. Yeah. What, do you guys ever play at Gilman? Are you too big to play there? <laughs> no, we totally play at Gilman. <laughs> play at Gilman, um, actually, mm-hmm. kind of a lot. Yeah, we play at Gilman a lot. Uh, we volunteer there. Um, I've been going there since I was, like, 11 years old. Um, Legally. Yeah. Well, you were allowed to go there at 11? Yeah, I, don't, I yeah. think there's no age limit. Yeah, there's no age limit. Yeah, there's never I've been seen 11 year, I've seen multiple 11-year-olds there. Um, yeah, <laughs> and it's great. Like, my students love Gilman. It's, like, it's a great place. I mean, it was a great place for me as a kid. It offered me a lot of support in a time where I feel like I didn't have a lot of stability and comfort. Are there other places at in like in Denver that are like Gilman, where they're all ages and they're very supportive of the community? Do you know anything about Denver? <laughs> no, um, I, there is. Um, <laughs> the Gilman is I forgot the name of it. Oh, <laughs> Seventh Circle. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah seventh I'm like, we don't really know too much about Denver because we've only been there twice. I guess the, the last major city you've mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> but Seventh Circle seventh is circle, a great yeah. uh, all ages space there. And where is seventh, seventh Circle? In Denver. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea. Seventh Circle of Denver. Seven Nine circles. circles in Denver. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell if you're joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or I don't get the reference. I know, I know Dante and the, the levels. You're saying Denver is hell? <laughs> With that blue Hello, one. Denver. <laughs> let's, let's hear another Pity Party song. <laughs>
right, the microphone is up. You, you had your chance to ha choose a question that I would ask you that, you that I didn't come up with, and the one I came up with was, who are you, what is your name? You don't have to give your last name. You can give a fake name if you're in trouble with the law. And what instrument that you play for the band pity in the band Pity Party, please. Uh, yeah, my name is Dustin. I play guitar. And Bass guitar? <laughs> um, I, I play the, the, the normal guitar. <laughs> and uh, my name is Dustin, and I also play the guitar. And bass uh, guitar, though. Bass guitar. Four strings. Four of them. My name is Dustin, and I play the guitar. What, what, are, you, what are you guys doing? <laughs> my name is Dustin, and I play guitar. Uh, my name is actually Dustin, and I play the drums. <laughs> and my name is Dustin. <laughs> and these people, they make me come with them. And I don't know what they, what they make me do. They say, you call yourself Dustin and you have to go on stage and play this thing and it, you plug it in and make a noise that cause problems with my head. <laughs> <laughs> That's all of us. That's all of us. And uh, what, 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 tell us about the origins of the name Pity Party. Or if it was a second choice, did you have any other choices besides Pity Party? It was a first choice. It was a first choice. Um, yeah. It actually came from your guys' full U.S. tour with Place Called Home. Uh, three bands were formed. There was like a big plot line. Uh, there was Pity Party, Popular Kids, and Awful House. Yep. Uh, and it was like each member of the band that they were touring in had decided they wanted to start a side project. Uh, and the popular kids were going to be mean to Pity Party, and they were going to eat at the Awful House, and it was like a, whole, a whole plot thing. line. Um, and none of those bands ended up playing music or doing anything, and we just decided to be stubborn and play a bunch of music. And so they were just like, they turned into gangs? <clears throat> Perhaps. I don't know what they're doing now. <laughs> you could say that. <laughs> <laughs> they, they may be. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Dustin, what do you think? <laughs> we yeah, gangs. <laughs> <laughs> what about the, to, why is the record called Concrete? Um, the up it's a very dark um, subject matter. Um, but uh, to keep it vague and brief to not make uh, like elicit any trauma from anyone, um, it comes from a story um, of a girl that was um, abused and um, she was encased in concrete. Um, and the story is called Cement Girl, um, but I didn't in want- Encased while she was alive? Um, she was tortured and murdered and then um, encased in concrete. And so um, I didn't want to name it Cement Girl so people would think about that story, but I wanted to still like give honor to that story. Um, and so concrete was like a parallel name to it. I did not keep that vague. I'm very sorry if that was uncomfortable for anyone. I think that's a great story. That I, that's the kind of thing that I like. I said I didn't really plan a bunch of questions, and to get that response is just. I feel like if I was on TV or something more popular than this, I would go yes. I mean, I still did a yes, but it was like a small yes, not like a Fox News yes. 
I was like, that, that's a great story, and I just thought of that question. D- does anybody have anything else that might fit that description where you would say, oh, I have this awesome story, and I've always wanted to tell on the radio? The internet radio. The internet radio. I don't know. Shit. No. What <laughs> story are you gonna tell? I don't know. There's no. A lot of, we have a lot of stories. You can change names if you want, or use <laughs> no, initials. We have to change <laughs> all of our actions. <laughs> 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 um. What? Uh, what? What about that? Uh, what was that place in Tucson? That taco place? No. We we're not okay, we're not gonna talk about it. Here we go. Back to the tacos. <laughs> What is your favorite places to get tacos when you go on tour? We call them tour tacos. Uh, Poncho's Tacos and Vegas. Oh, yeah, that's good. That place, hell good. That yeah, is, Dustin, good. you are right. Yeah. What about Torchies in Austin? Dustin, you're I, also I right. Good, I, I said Poncho's Tacos. my favorite my favorite taco place they say don't bring the crazy punk rock people with you if you come to get the taco (laughs) my name is Dustin (laughs) (laughs) well we gotta get rid of that kid he's causing problems let's (laughs) Let's put on another song. We're back with the pity party people, and they're talking about tacos. You're welcome to ta- Taco Talk here on talk, Taco Talk Radio. <laughs> We're listening to the band Talk Talk later because they talk about tacos, and also the guy Taco who did Putting on the Ritz will be by here later. He's playing on the bandwagon stage. Tell us some taco stories. 
pay the party people. Taco Bell in what part of the area? Uh, we were in it's the Taco Bell. It's on Telegraph. Sorry, my mouth's full. Um, it's the Taco Bell. It's on Telegraph and West Grand. Yeah. What? In kind of West. Grand. In Oakland, downtown. Yeah, down. Yeah, and uh, we were in line, and Very there's like two. Yeah, yeah. Taco Bell is always bad. That <laughs> Taco Bell is always lit. It's Very got sorry. always that shit going on for real. Yeah, it was it was a pretty long line. We were like third in line or something, and then someone cut in. There's like two entrances, and one entrance. This is, is the a drive through. This is a drive through, by the way. And this person came in and tried to cut off the person in front of us, and they were like yelling at them, and we're like, nah, you know, and they sped up a little bit. So they kept trying to cut us off instead, and then the people in front of, of um, her were like, no, you gotta, get, you gotta get in the back, and you know, et cetera, like, you can't cut all these people. And she had turned up her music louder. Um, what was she listening to? <sighs> she wouldn't, she wouldn't answer me when I asked her. Skillet. What she was I think it was Skillet. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah, so she turned it up really, like loud, so and just started singing along to it yeah. instead of actually speaking words to, to anyone. anyone. Like yeah. showing she was ignoring you by yeah. singing along to it. Yeah. Yes, and then so um, when the other car moved up, we moved up again too. And then she drove even faster and was trying to cut us off more. And then we we're like, you know, yelling like, "Yo, stop what you're doing!" Anyway, yeah, anyway, she oh rear God, ends the car in front of us, <laughs> and they all get out of the car and they're hella mad. And it's so funny, and they're just like, they're hella well composed though. They're like. Yeah, but it was funny. They were like, "Oh shit! Now you gotta give us your insurance." Yeah, yeah. and then like, she did the cops show oh, up and everything? Did you guys stick around for that? The cops? Oh, and we were in the line. We were stuck. The we cops didn't show up, but we were stuck in the Taco Bell. It was some crazy shit. Some crazy shit. Like, if you're gonna hit someone's car over some Taco Bell, you need to reevaluate your life. And also, like, yeah. she really could have just gone to the back of the line and just waited for like t- literally two you more told cars the story to go. So much funnier last night. I just I don't you know. Told the story real bad. I don't know if I can't can't tell it. Four logo right makes it I know. Four logo makes Dustin so funny. Stop. I got a show, but definitely not a sixteen logo. I think fast food is is generally a thing that makes people aggressive because I was at you know you think of the one in Pacifica where it's right on the beach and you yeah. think oh it's that all nice one yeah that I was like, beautiful Taco Bell yeah I was in there one time and the guy was on his break behind the counter. And he was eating while there was a long line of people, and he was eating behind the counter, just looking at this long line. And some guy says, "Hey, you, help me! There's all these people behind <laughs> me. Help, help me. me!" He goes, "I'm on break." He goes, "Well, don't eat your fucking food right in front of me." And then he goes, "Well, what do you want me to do? I'll go outside." He goes, "You go outside. Me and my friend are gonna fucking stab you." Whoa! And so Whoa. he goes, "So I have to go in the back to eat, so you don't kill me." He goes, "Or oh, fucking help me get my food, asshole." So and that's in Pacifica, the pretty little oh. seaside so town. So what we learned is that people will run into cars, stab each other, and other shit over Taco Bell. I think Taco Bell is possibly the root of some of the evil in this world. <laughs> like along with bringing a lot of joy and comfort and nourishment to and a lot late of night people. Food. Nourishment on is a questionable term yeah, when Taco and Bell is involved. Cheap vegan food when on tour, but like also I guess a lot of hate. So. You know, but then you get to the place. Can you tell the end of that story, though. Oh yeah, uh, she she bought all our food for us. Oh, she did buy all our food. Yeah. Okay, so oh wow, that's cool. Yeah, How much food was it? Pay, and then the was it all five of you? Of like uh, you, that that woman in front of you paid for all of your food, which is crazy. We got so much food. Well, that's not I and yeah, right. 
But you, you shouldn't have hit their car. Yeah, no, that was bad. <laughs> yeah, she like drove straight into their car. I was like, what were you doing? She hit their car, but I was like, why would you take this? Well, Can you describe the cars? Like, was not for legal reasons, but like, was it someone who had a fucked up car, like a smashed up derby, where they was like, I'm gonna fuck up someone's no, new like nice car? Yeah, no, it was like a nice car. Both well, cars were nice. Both cars were, both cars nice. were nice. Yeah. yeah, and she drove right into that one. Wow. I hope her crunch wrap tasted hella good when she got home because she went through a lot of shit to get it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she went through a whole lot to get it. <laughs> and right wh- what about do you do have you, when you've been on tour? Do you go to? Uh, you, I know there's other places that are like Taco Bell, like Del Taco. Like uh, Taco Bueno. Taco, Taco bueno, bueno, I've been there. Sucks. Hey, Athen. Hey, Athen. Bueno. Hey, Taco <laughs> Bueno sucks. Hear me. But they make tater tots, though, like Spanish, like paprika tater tots, right? Uh, uh, Taco Bueno? Or I think. I, I just don't know why I'm so I don't know about Taco Bueno. I don't know. Taco Bueno. Not a fan. Del Taco Bueno. Pretty, uh, yeah. Everybody else had a bad time at, at uh, Taco Bueno. I loved it. They dunked chimichanga. Taco Bueno sucks. And the chimichanga is, is fresh? Wrong. I mean, fresh oh, out no. of the oil fresh? Oh, yeah. Not heat lamp it's very fresch. hot. Yeah. See, that y- yeah, you can get good. down on the street here, and people <laughs> who can't get on the street, they don't care. Like It's kind of like with beer. Like if you drink Budweiser and you think that's good beer, you're stupid, you know. <laughs> not, no, and you're. I'm sorry. Don't. Uh, d- intelligence is not. But you're uneducated. I don't. There's no way to get out of this hole. I just don't understand you. <laughs> that's what it is. No, I'm ignorant. <laughs> but I'm. Uh, with, do you, are th- what about when you see a KFC and a Taco Bell under the same literal roof? Do you do you feel like I'm not going to go to that because it has. KFC Wait, involved I'm with so it. into that because then you can get mashed potatoes and the soft taco at the same time. That's what I was saying to people. People who are against uh, sweet and think, savory together are bad. Do you think bad. they would put the mashed potatoes in the soft no, taco? No, I don't think you they, they would do that. I think it's, yeah, I think <laughs> but it's you can do whatever you want. That's the thing. That would really <laughs> I think you need to assume some accountability in that situation. No, I don't. I'm not saying I want to do that. I'm just wondering if they would. I'm not a fan of KFC next to Taco Bell. I prefer KFC to go away. Oh, okay. Dustin's really anti. Well, and there was that rumor that they had to call it KFC because they they called it Kentucky Fried Chicken, and there was like it wasn't chicken meat. They had to change it to KFC because they couldn't use chicken. In the eighties, I remember hearing that going. Mm. That's Wait, what does the, the C stand for? Well, they C- took out the word chicken. Oh, so chicken matter? I don't know. Maybe oh it's chicken, <laughs> chicken, chicken I think extract. It, I think it involves <laughs> maybe <laughs> involves some sort of organ meat. I don't know. I just know that they got in trouble and they had, there was a timeline change when they had to go from Kentucky Fried Chicken and then it went to KFC and I remember him saying to my mom, what's what's the deal? Why'd they go to just the letters? Is it because people can't read? And I guess if you eat enough KFC, you probably can't read that well, but it just, it made me not understand. Maybe I'll look it up and stop talking about it. I kind of endorse that idea. We're just so pro-vegan that we're like, if you eat chicken, you can't read. Yeah, stop <laughs> eating chicken. It's yeah. poisoning your mind. That, well, and also eating meat's kind of destroying our environment. Animals take a lot of water in their lives, and we should just let them live and not Well, yeah, and that them. also like, destroy a lot of plants. Lives <laughs> that and not them. make them grow up just to be eaten. Because that sucks. What if we... I'll just suck if that happened to humans if we raise humans to eat them so we shouldn't do it to animals do you watch the documentary about the autistic lady who figured out the cattle thing to to uh get them humanely up to they have this kind of a contraption 
where they hold the cattle to calm them, and she had autism, so she used she built her own cattle uh, contraption so she could her autism when she was under pressure she felt a lot less anxious and she realized oh that thing that i made like autistic kids totally need to be hugged really bad and when they don't get that it it triggers some bad stuff so she made this hugging machine and she saw at the you can tell i'm really high can't you (laughs) (laughs) well i uh, well, now, now I know. But she basically said, she's not a vegan at all, but she said, I want to have these animals be as stress-free as until the, w- right up until you kill them. That I don't want them sitting in a small area or like there was this trough of water that they had to go through that they, the people who did it fucked it up and they were all dying. She said, look, I see in pictures and I can do this and, you know, they'll be happy until we kill them. I think until we get to the point where people realize where they get their animals from, and I think it's turned into a horrible, weird, like leftish, leftist, uh, hippie cliche to know where your food is from, and that's a horrible thing. You don't need to know where your food is from. Just like, it's real easy to not have your consumption be inhumane like there's beyond burgers at friggin burger king now impossible burger king beyond that oh my god i'm so sorry (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's it's easy fast food restaurants are helping you be vegan now too so yeah everyone can do it you can be cruelty free and live your life and also you can live your life with vegan you can do whatever you want yeah do what you want but be nice are there any are there any companies that you as a band Say I don't want to support, like I don't want to support Walmart because they put small things out of small companies out of business. Or do you have any pet peeves where you say don't support these people, boycott Amazon because it's owned by Dick Cheney or whatever? Within our financial means, because we are all of like a lower economic status, like we try to have our spending be cohesive with our political views. But like organizations like Amazon that supply materials to ice we don't support um we shop at walmart though on tour because we have to it's cheaper um especially because we tour like 200 days of the year so it's just not an option to get bulk items other places um but we do as often as we can and within our means we try to only try to to spend ethically yeah 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 well uh we're coming up on a little bit Jeff Jeff's doing his storytelling thing coming up so yeah. if you're listening uh get ready for that I don't know how good of a job I did but I think that these people were very nice to put up with my rambling and they gave a, g- a lot of good information and I think again even if you can't make the 445 at the 19th in Alabama you should you heard their music I think it's they speak for themselves, and then their music speaks more than them. So if you like what you heard with them talking, and if you like what you heard with them playing, even if you can't go to the thing today, look in your comp- online and say, there, I'm going to go to, you know, R- Royal Bull or what? Golden Bull. No, Golden Bull. Royal Bull. I bought that in Chinatown. It gave me a rash. We're always uh, touring out, playing festivals, flying to places. Um, so just 
if you want to keep up with us, you can follow us on social media, um, and we'll be in a city near you soon. But yeah, the real good to hear him. Is our handle? <laughs> what what's a handle? Like our our name. You want to find us? Instagram. You can look up the real pity party. Look up the real pity party, and then you can keep up to date with all the all the fun all adventures. All the Taco Bells we eat at. Yep. <laughs> well, uh, again, it, I'm. It was my pleasure. I don't ever interview bands. I. I feel proud of this, and I I didn't see a lot of people frowning, which I was scared. <laughs> we had a lot of fun. That's good, and uh, I would like each of you to say two words to everyone who's listening, because we're we don't have any money here. We're living below the poverty line. Please, each one of you, Dimitri, 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 Dimitri Dustin, <laughs> Dustin. <laughs> My name no, is now, Dimitri. Now you don't, you <laughs> don't call me Dustin. <laughs> we're say, all say, send, say send money. Send money? Because we need money really bad. There's someone broke the front window and it cost $500. Uh, for a place. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, okay. The, well, one, the one in the front door that's uh, open. Should we say, we say it? Do you want us to say it at the same time or do you want like a wave? kind of thing? Where Wh- whatever you would feel most comfortable. When you, If you've never done this one, in the past. Two. Three. Where are we going? Send money. money. <laughs> <laughs> also, stay safe. Stay safe. That's, that's stay sane. I like. Stay safe. Stay sane. Uh, may, maybe not up to you to stay sane, but staying safe definitely important. I was and come to Mutiny Radio at two p.m. for the for storytelling. Yes. Can we do our goodbye where everybody gets a goodbye? One. Wait. Two, three. Everybody sings like um, one, two, three. Goodbye. Well, I really fucked that one up. <laughs> that, was, that was awesome. Damn.
flatblackplasticmeetingradio.fm. We have a tour tripping and all of that. Mm. Yeah, oh yeah, it's a different kind of fat. It's not cholesterol. It's some kind of they get a they get a good mark. Uh, they, I got this little the week magazine. And they got all the all the special stuff from the year, mm-hmm. and uh, they even had a part about uh, produce. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, hot peppers are good for you and stuff like that. The way we were in 2017, I love when these they sum up the uh, they sum up the end of a year. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's and cool. I'm I'm glad I didn't contribute to it in any manner. <laughs> it would have been all good, I'm sure. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I, I like the holiday cookbooks like and did. things like that, but I don't like the holiday gift books that they do. You know, like oh. Oprah has the gift book, and some couple other people have, you know, their little gift idea things or whatever. No, oh, I, I, yeah. I'm sorry. Could we pretend we don't have Oprah's money? <laughs> right, exactly. There's oh, yeah. no point in looking at those, not even looking oh, at but them. Yeah, but you know what? I like them because they're they're so out there. They got one like for Neiman Marcus, and and sometimes they have things like his and her helicopters. And oh stuff. my yeah. God! Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, so you, that's where you got to sit back and say, oh, they're doing it all just for me." <laughs> <laughs> They're just doing this for for my wonderful show to enjoy these people. I mean, you just look at the the craziness of it, and it, it's hard to really 
take it serious to get. They were interviewing guys like about Trump, and I saw this guy, <coughs> this guy from Kentucky, and he's just an old farm dude that is going to get killed uh, mercilessly in this tax trip. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, by the guy that he voted for. Right. And the guy says. They said, well, what would it take to, to have you uh, vote again on him in uh, 2020? And he says, all a man got to do is put his name on the ballot, and he's got my vote. And oh. I said, wow, man, you know. Uh, I was, I was, I heard you guys talking about Alabama and all of that uh, when you couldn't hear me up front mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was a heavy scene for me because I got buddies from Opelika and places like that. And uh, but, but I was in the service with back in 1950s and 1954, and they didn't hate fucking black people or none of that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every, everybody south of the border is not a fucking bigot and, uh, or an idiot. And uh, they, they, they turned out, the, the black people turned out, and the single ladies turned out, and the people that had been to college and shit turned out. And they overcame the ones, you know, who think that the Ten Commandments should be on a lawn mm-hmm. outside the fucking courthouse, you yeah. know. Um, so, uh, so I'm I'm kind of proud of the Alabamans uh, for pulling this off. And uh, were you serious about that shit, or were you making it up about uh, trucking people into voting shit? Is that some claim? No, 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 no. That's no. That's Alex Jones. Some. You know the oh. crazy guy from Infowars? Oh, Alex Jones. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. he's he's the one that said that. He's been, you know, since the oh, other Jones yeah. guy. Isn't he like Pete Roy Moore? He's something? like, yeah, yeah, they bust in people from out of state and blah, 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 and this, wow. that, and the other, and they use dead people's names, and yeah, he's uh, he's going batshit uh, crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, that, yeah, you consider the source. My right, mother used yes. To say that. My mother used to say that to me when I was a little dude, and she'd say, no, no, consider the source. Right. You know, yeah, so uh, it's a, uh, oh, yeah, there's uh, you know, I uh, I don't know. I wish I could, I, you know, it's, it's a shame that we have to suffer along with the ones who vote for him. Right. Actually voted for the guy. He lost by three million votes. People have been talking about, you know, getting off that electoral college bullshit thing from back in slavery days. That was just an award to the slave states. And, you you know, you wind up with shit like uh, states that don't have as much population as, as uh, the Bronx, for Christ's sakes, uh, running things and getting the you know the gerrymandering it's all out of control and there was a guy on the on doug's show this morning on uh, a guy named gerald salenti and i really like gerald he's an intelligent guy and he publishes a thing called trends journal and he's easy to you know for you guys to go like uh trendsjournal.com or some whatever you do and uh, he goes around the world, and he's into this uh, cyber coin thing. He was talking about it because uh, the Bitcoin thing. Yeah, that was bitcoins or something. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, um, on electronic stuff, drug dealers were using it originally, but but now it's caught on, and it's like a. You guys haven't heard of that stuff? Yeah, yeah, we follow the Bitcoin thing. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Well, it's getting like bigger and bigger, and, and 
he says it's a cool thing. I told him, I said, you know, what about the tulips when they went apeshit on that? No. He says, yeah, but that, that ain't it on this. He believes this is a real thing, you know. And uh, he says stuff about forget these parties and stuff like this. We need a whole different way of running the country, and it's got to be you vote for what you want. And that's right. It. We do the voting. The people do the voting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In, instead of having these phonies here to represent us, who take bribe, bribes in the form of uh, campaign contributions. Yeah. I mean, what the hell is the difference? It's all a matter of semantics. What are you going to call it? Uh, you call it a bribe or, or no, this is a campaign contribution. Mm. And then 10 of these guys who made uh, – these guys made campaign contributions to 10 legislators, and all 10 of them voted in favor of what the hell they were doing, you know. What are, what are we? I, I mean, this this I was aware of this shit like 40 years ago. I don't know uh, where everybody else has been, but uh, you know, you got a bunch of people give you money from the concrete lobby, and then you go to vote on the new uh, state highway going in. You're not going to vote for asphalt, man. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, just a donation. Only a donation. Mm-hmm. Now, we were just talking about Alex Jones, that crazy guy from InfoWars. Here's that little piece that we were talking about. Oh, also in the room, just to let you know, Patrick, we got my daughter, Brittany, is also here. Uh, she goes okay. by Dakota. Hi, that Brittany. goes up by Dakota. Okay. So, say hi. Hello. Hi, Brittany. There you go. All right, here you go. Let's, let's listen to that bit. Had to do what Napoleon did. They've deployed everything. They've... Launch all reserves, attacks, everything, fire, 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 fire. But they're not raising money. They've spent the little they've got on this more thing, betting everything on it. And notice the Democrat judge said, oh, we're going to erase all the computer files after tonight on Wednesday morning. So there's going to be no recount. <laughs> Try that more. Oh, and the polls said, he was going to lose by 10 to 15 points. Fox News, CNN, same garbage to create a bandwagon effect with some to go, well, I better vote with a winner. He's going to lose. So he lost some there, and then they just came in, baby, and they, as they do all over the country, had the dead people vote and had the folks busted in in those Democrat areas, and they stole the election when my research shows going more <laughs> probably would have won by six, seven points. Oh, yeah. So, it yeah, really he's pretty, is he's pretty out there, wah, wah. what we're witnessing and the dirty tricks of the Clintons and the dirty tricks of their systems in this country reaching down through into daily life. I mean, they come after you when you fight them. They they run intelligence operations. They destroy families. <laughs> they pay people off. Uh, they threaten weak-minded people. Uh, into into you know, going along with them, but their reign of intimidation and their reign of just the dirtiest pool ever played in this country, probably in the world, is coming to an end. So apparently, there's like brainwashing and hitmen uh, and uh, and all this stuff going on just to get your vote. Ah, uh, go to your window, open your window, and shout. We're mad as hell, and we won't take it anymore. Exactly. <laughs> My goodness. Network, baby. Yeah, exactly. I'm flashing on network on that. Oh. Yeah. But it, but it's scary. It's funny that, it, you know, it, and this guy's got a very popular show. He's got a big platform. 
and, oh, and, yeah. and people, there's just as many people, I think, if not more people watching this guy because he's so crazy. Oh, so, oh absolutely. You're not, you don't have to dig what he's saying. We used to watch George Putnam out, in, out back in the 1960s and early 70s. Uh, and he was a guy that would start, he was like a, a show, a talk show out in L.A. And he would say, uh, George Putnam tonight from Newbury Park where old glory flies over the, and he would be this ponderous, I'm an all-American kind of guy. And we watched him because he was so far out there and he'd have a guy named Mayor Sam Yorty on and Credibility Gap. A bunch of very funny left-wing young people got together a show where they did those voices and stuff. Mayor Sam and him and all this, all this right-wing garbage, and they made a mockery out of it. And one night, this guy uh, was doing his uh, right-wing shtick, you know, right. talking about a Vietnam and we are going blah 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 blah. And this guy comes down the middle aisle of the studio. And he's wheeling himself down in a uh, in a wheelchair, and he's got like fatigues on. And Putnam points and he says, "Here comes one of our veterans now." And the wheeler guy comes down and he says, "Murderers, baby killers." It was Rod Kovic, the guy who became a paraplegic over there and became a great crusader. They made a movie about him with uh, Tom Cruise of uh born on the fourth of july wow and, uh, oh yeah man so uh there's always a, a close coordination between what's really happening and these ponderous oaths that are on the airwaves you know saying jive and there's always a bunch of us that were listening to kooks like that because you can't believe that they had another guy named joe pine and he had a, a wooden leg or something, and he was out there in God knows where. And uh, they were, we, we were freaking out at the time, you know, we were, and we'd listen to that for a whole, you believe these motherfuckers, man? No, I, 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 it's, they're just crazy, right? Yeah, oh, of course. But then again, aren't we all? Well, yeah, we have to be to be listening to everybody else. We just have to, we have to stick to our guns and, and steer clear of these fuckers. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Just move along down, you know, float down the river, <laughs> and uh, don't ask no questions. And as my mother used to say, there was a beautiful red apple that fell off the guy's push cart and fell down the storm drain and wound up going out through the sewer entrance into the Hudson River. And the nice red apple was bobbing along. Oh, God. And up floated Mr. Turd. And he bumped into the apple, and he said, where are we going? And the apple looked at the turd and said, where do you get that wee shit? <laughs> <laughs> that was my mother told me that one. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah, man. Yeah, she was so, a New Yorker. Yeah, no. So, and, and the Hudson River was right there. Oh yeah, it was an object lesson in life. They yeah, no, I, I totally understand the now. The peel, the turd, the shiny red apple, the used condom—they all floating down there somewhere <laughs> on the same 
tide. Well, you know, it's already close to that time again, isn't it, guys? I don't even have a, a phone that works nowadays. What do we got? We got 43 after. All right, guys, let's go around the table, make sure that uh, we do this. We do this every Sunday, folks. Um, I know we today's do. been very eclectic, but that's okay. We just fly <laughs> by the seat good. of our pants no matter what the hell happens. Um, so you can check out Patrick and the rest of the crew here. Um, you know about all the edge stuff. I've already promoted that throughout the show. Uh, for myself, definitely go to paulbrumbaugh.com. Um, and Patrick's here every fucking Sunday, so come check us out around the room. Mistress Christine on Facebook. And Kitten's Corner Corner with a K on Facebook also. And then Brandon, Brandon Ray's modeling page. page. There you go. <laughs> so you guys got anything planned for the holiday, Patrick? Oh, no. I just plan to stay out of the firing uh, range. There you go. That's a good idea, man. And, and enjoy yourself. Um, okay. We're, we're going to leave you with your little brother, and I know this is kind of funny and fitting, but this is all about the Hudson River and germs in the immune system. Oh, that's funny. So, oh, here you go. It's almost is. like we planned this shit. Keep oh, standing man. up, San Francisco. <laughs> we'll see you next week here on The Edge. Oh, bye, guys. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> bye, Patrick. Bye, Marlene. Reducing your liberty and reminding you that they can fuck with you anytime they want, as long as you put up with it. As long as you put up with it. Which means, of course, anytime they want. Because that's what Americans do now. They're always willing to trade away a little of their freedom in exchange for the feeling, the illusion of security. What we have now is a completely neurotic population obsessed with security and safety and crime and drugs and cleanliness and hygiene and germs. There's another thing, germs. Where did this sudden fear of germs come from? in this country. Have you noticed this? The media constantly running stories about all the latest infections, salmonella, E. coli, hantavirus, bird flu, and, and Americans are, they panic easily, so now everybody's running around scrubbing this and spraying that and overcooking their food and repeatedly washing their hands, trying to avoid all contact with germs. It's ridiculous, and it goes to ridiculous lengths in prisons. Before they give you a lethal injection, they swab your arm with alcohol. <laughs> It's true. It's true. It's true. Well, well, they don't want you to get an infection. And you can see their point. Wouldn't want some guy to go to hell and be sick. It would take a lot of the sportsmanship out of the whole execution. Fear of germs. Why, these fucking pussies. You can't even get a decent hamburger anymore. They cook the shit out of everything now because everybody's afraid of food poisoning. Hey, where's your sense of adventure? Take a fucking chance, will you? You know how many people die in this country from food poisoning every year? 9,000. That's all. It's a minor risk. <laughs> Take a fucking chance, bunch of goddamn pussies. Besides, what do you think you have an immune system for? It's for killing germs. But it needs practice. It needs germs to practice on. So, so listen. So listen. If you kill all the germs around you and live a completely sterile life, then when germs do come along, you're not going to be prepared. And never mind ordinary germs. What are you going to do when some super virus comes along that turns your vital organs into liquid shit? I'll tell you what you're gonna do, you're gonna get sick, you're gonna die, and you're gonna deserve it because you're fucking weak and you got a fucking weak immune system. Now, uh, God damn it. 
Hi. Let me tell you a true story about immunization, okay? When I was a little boy in New York City in the 1940s, we swam in the Hudson River, and it was filled with raw sewage, okay? We swam in raw sewage, you know, to cool off. And at that time, the big fear was polio. Thousands of kids died from polio every year. But you know something? In my neighborhood, no one ever got polio. No one ever. You know why? Because we swam in raw sewage. It strengthened our immune systems. The polio never had a prayer. We were tempered in raw shit. So, so personally, I never take any special precautions against germs. I don't shy away from people who sneeze and cough. I don't wipe off the telephone. I don't cover the toilet seat. And if I drop food on the floor, I pick it up and eat it. I eat it. Yes, I do. Even if I'm at a sidewalk cafe in Calcutta, the poor section, on New Year's morning during a soccer riot, and you know something, in spite of all that so-called risky behavior, I never get infections. I don't get them. I don't get colds, I don't get flu, I don't get headaches, I don't get upset stomachs. And I, you know why? Because I got a good, strong immune system, and it gets a lot of practice. My immune system is equipped with the biological equivalent of fully automatic military assault rifles with night vision and laser scopes. And we have recently acquired phosphorus grenades, cluster bombs, and anti-personnel fragmentation mines. So, when my white blood cells are on patrol, reconnoitering my bloodstream, seeking out strangers and other undesirables, if they see any, any suspicious-looking germs of any kind, they don't fuck around. They whip out the weapons, they wax the motherfucker, and deposit the unlucky fellow directly into my colon. Into my colon. There's no nonsense. There's no Miranda warning. There's none of that three strikes and you're out shit. First defense, bam, into the colon you go. And speaking of my colon, I want you to know I don't automatically wash my hands every time I go to the bathroom, okay? Can you deal with that? Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. You know when I wash my hands? When I shit on them. That's the only time. That's the o And you know how often that happens? Tops, tops, two, three times a week, tops. Maybe a little more frequently over the holidays, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I'll tell you something else, my well-scrubbed friends. You don't always need a shower every day. Did you know that? It's overkill. Unless you work out or work outdoors or for some reason come in intimate contact with huge amounts of filth and garbage every day, you don't always need a shower. All you really need to do is to wash the four key areas. <laughs> Armpits, asshole, crotch, and teeth. <laughs> Got that? Armpits, asshole, crotch, and teeth. In fact, you can save yourself a whole lot of time if you simply use the same brush on all four areas. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. You. That was George Carlin. Uh, next week is Christmas Eve. We will see you uh, with a little short show next week but then we'll be back with the full uh show for the new year on new year's eve on new year's eve no we're gonna have another short show then yes okay so the next two weeks are gonna be short shows 
But uh, we'll have something for you guys served up some way, somehow. But go check us out at the edge. And uh, Patrick and Marlene, thanks again. Happy holidays. Happy Merry holidays. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New yeah, Year. great. Okay, man. All right, you guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Into these disgusting pricks. Who sucked out the feeling? Who sucked out the feeling? Who sucked out the feeling? Who sucked out the Teenage doofus? What was it? Oh, let's take a listen. Oh, wait, hang on a sec. Wrong. It's prom night and night. It's bullshit at night. <laughs> it's no longer in the chorus. You know what? You know what's a better song? What's that? Oh, song. is it our song? No, it goes. 
Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Sing along if you know the words, Carl. Dun, okay. dun, 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 dun. I don't know the words. Are ye on a podcast raft without a pedal? Oh, I do know the you words. You do? Come on, sing along with me. Are <laughs> <laughs> ye in a sea of bullshit? I don't know. Are you looking down a barrel of a gun and listening to podcasts with your only salvation? Well, that's pretty sad, dude. <laughs> I didn't you know, even think of that like, far. Like, sometimes you don't know the lyrics to a song, but you do when it's oh. playing. When you hear it like at nauseum. Commercial was play, if that bumper was playing, I bet you I could talk it. So this is the pre-show. You're listening to MutinyRadio.fm. My name is Mike, and I'm with Carl. Uh, we're going to do a show at 2 o'clock, 5 o'clock uh, in a couple of minutes. Our usual promos is not running necessarily, so we're taking this opportunity to do a pre-show. Uh, if you're listening to MutinyRadio.fm, go to that website. It'll take you to another website. You'll see a donate button. Click that. It'll take you to PayPal. Yeah. Throw yeah. in five bucks. Just help the theater I out. I do it. Yeah, Muni Radio. I listen to a lot of Muni Radio uh, podcasts as well. I listen to the show that just concluded, uh, Living on the Edge. Living on the Edge! On the Edge with uh, Paul Brumbaugh. It's No, Edge of Insanity. I knew right. it was right. Although last, last week's show was cut, started in halfway through. Is Paul with us? Paul's That's here. Him, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Paul, Paul, there he is. Paul and I are doing a show uh, at uh, 5.30. At a deli. At a deli. It's a, it has a Hawaiian name. It's Kavikas. Because the W Yeah, because I went into that deli and I asked him, what's the Holocaust? He goes, what are you talking about? You want you want the uh, Jewish bakery next door if you're getting hala. They'll let you know what well, it costs. I said, that's fine. Just don't hala at me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> people are trying to hala at you? Hala at you? Oh, boy. Hey, Hanukkah called. They're canceling the holiday. After <laughs> six nights after that joke. Oh, that, that was pretty funny, Carl. I need to save it for our show in two minutes. But I didn't set it up with the guy who wants to know what is the Holocaust all about. So he goes into a Jewish deli. I just jumped in the middle as if you knew my, you know, you listen to our show regularly. Yeah, and if you're listening from the East Coast, Carl is a uh, Bay Area, uh, Bay Area tri-state comic, and that's one of his jokes. So <laughs> I never did it. I never, you not never did even it? at an open mic. Didn't you do it at my place in San Francisco? I could do that joke any old place, but yeah. the thing is, you have to understand what holla bread is, or it's not funny. So right. that's you, why I've never done it because you know two people in the audience will get it. <laughs> I'm gonna test this a little bit more. Uh, say hi. Uh, who me? Yeah. Test test. Okay, that's good. So We're, we'll just go with this. I skip the holla jokes and I, I and I stick with the ex-wife jokes, just like uh, <laughs> Paul. But y you know, like. Uh, not only do people not know what the hala is, a lot of people, a lot of kids in the 21st century doesn't even know what the Holocaust is. So, you know, it's not yeah. like, they'll be like, what, that fake thing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's more like a Holocaust, as Paul says. Holla. Uh, wow. Well, that's a great way to promote the show. So I'm, uh, <laughs> if you're listening to Carl and me right now, that means it was a screw up with our live feed and you're listening yeah, to the backup. Bored. You're listening to our backup copy, which... It features exclusively 60 seconds of us talking on live air at mutinyradio.fm. Um, our show is called Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube, and you should listen to it every day of every time. And we're going to go into it in one second or two. Hang on. Is my clock wrong? I still think there's... No, I, I have uh, 10 seconds before showtime, guys. Should we count down or no? 
If you want to, that'd be cool. Well, what are we at? Six? Oh, here we go. It's Five? Late. Too late. Four? Too late. Just kidding. They're all really funny. Welcome to the happy hour, the happiest of happy hours of one hour comedy. It's actually two hours. We're going to have an open mic from six to seven where people can be dirty and disgusting and horrible and say whatever they want. And then from seven to eight, we have an outdoor comedy show and it's clean. And that that's exciting. But don't gather. Yay. And I'm going to remember tonight to ask people to give me money. Uh, and speaking of that, uh, you can donate for the open mic. And when you do, tonight it's very special because the cookies are just on stage. So after you put your money in the jar, that filthy, filthy COVID money with all those disgusting things on it, uh, pick up a cookie. <laughs> They're COVID cookies, too. Who knows what's in them? Uh, no witchcraft this week, I promise. <laughs> They're just just weed, not um, nothing else. Okay, yeah. Okay, so here we are. And we have tons of time because right now there's only – one, two, three, four comedians, five including me. So you guys can go for kind of long or whatever. However, we'll see. How about in, I'll, I'll honk you when I'm no longer entertained or when you ask for a minute. <laughs> How much time do I have left? <laughs> Are there two more comics that just showed up? Oh, whatever. Well, they ain't here now, so fuck them. <laughs> I was going to. Uh, first up of the mic, I believe he's the only person who actually signed up. Do you want to go first or do you not want to go first? Oh, then we should do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, but we can only have 11 people inside, so it's okay if people have to stand outside to watch you do comedy if there's other real people that want to see you do that. That's exciting. Okay, well, then we'll wait. That's fine. Rachel? Do you want to? Pancake? Sam can't. He's eating. Okay, everybody put your heads together. It's Rachel Pinson. What's up, guys? Hey. hey, don't ask the audience how they're doing. I heard that's not good to do. And I also don't care, so there's that. I, uh, I wanted to tell a story. I want to tell a story the first time that I came to San Francisco. Are you okay? He just hit his head. Do we need an ambulance? Oh, good. <laughs> There's an ambulance coming already. <coughs> so I was traveling around the hitchhiking and shit, the blind Shih Tzu, my beautiful piece of Shih Tzu, going around different places, Baby Lou. Uh, he ended up getting attacked by this dog. At the same time, my ex at the time found out his dad was dying. So we left for Montana. We went straight to California. 
and I had to like get rid of this dog because <laughs> he was dying and I was like taking him to all these vets and they're like we won't help you because we don't have any money long story short uh I ended up giving him up for adoption um but then that, that landed me in uh, San Francisco, and I was at the Civic Center, and there was, like, a fish show going on. And I'm, like, super bummed because, like, I love my dog, you know. Like, I was a seeing-eye human. And uh, just sitting on the lawn making jewelry because I'm a fucking hippie or whatever. And this guy comes by, and he's like, doses, doses. And I was like, well, I'll take a free sample. And he's like, I'm only going to do this because I know that I have the best doses. And if I give you acid, you're going to tell all your friends to buy acid for me. So I took it. And I'm like, none of my friends have money. That's hilarious. Um, <coughs> but it worked. Uh, it was really good <laughs> drugs. <laughs> and I'm tripping balls. And, like, I was just in Montana at this hippie event. And, like, all these hippies that I saw there, like, a lot of them were in San Francisco because it was, like, Jerry Garcia's death and birthday weekend. And it was, like, fish was in town. So I'm, like, sitting outside this fish show tripping balls. And this guy that I was, like, traveling with at the time, he was, like, hey, come with me. And I'm, like, where are we going? And, like, we start running. I'm, like, why are we running? And then we go into this building, this really circular building and I walk in and everyone's dressed so nice and then we're like going through this hallway and he's like shh I'm like why do we have to be quiet I don't know I don't know what's going on so he opens these doors and underneath us there was a symphony and as soon as we sat down they sat down they started playing and they started doing it was like uh the San Francisco Sif symphony does the Grateful Dead so it was like all these Grateful Dead songs and I'm tripping balls and everything's beautiful I'm like oh this is crazy and wait is there a punch under that so uh <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I started off uh I I, I experienced classism because when I was like a when I was just like a dirty homeless kid with like a backpack and a dog, these kids on Hate Street would come up to me and they'd be like, hey kid, you wanna do some acid with me? Sure, man. <laughs> but now I live here and I have like a shower and I don't have to walk around with my backpack or my dog and the same kids come up to me and they're like, hey, excuse me, ma'am, would you like to buy some acid from me? And that's, that's classism. <laughs> One time I was sleeping in the park and someone just steals my backpack. And I'm like, what the fuck? There's nothing in there but a bunch of dirty clothes. Like, what were they going to do? Sell my crusty underwear? Because I was going to sell my crusty underwear. <laughs> and they took my hustle. And that's not nice. I was in Atlanta once. Uh, this guy comes up to me and he's like, oh, it's fucked up, man. It's fucked up. I just got arrested. I just got out of jail. Like, what happened? He's like, all I was doing was making love to my girlfriend in our own home. We just happened to be homeless. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Dow Jones, he was cool. <laughs> so one time, <laughs> I'll just like go into story time. So I had this blind shih tzu, like I, I mentioned, and uh, I went to Arkansas. Have you guys ever been to Arkansas? <laughs> Arkansas is great for certain reasons, not political reasons or the people there. But what's cool about Arkansas is that there's so many quartz crystals everywhere. 
there's like if you go to Mount Ida, they're all over the ground, like all these beautiful courts. They call them um, Arkansas diamonds because they're just so like perfect, they're like perfect courts. So I go there, like I'm just caravanning with a bunch of hippies. I end up in Mount Ida. We're finding all these rocks on the ground. We're like putting them together. We're like a backpack full of shiny rocks. And, uh, and then a tornado comes through. And then we get like, like rained in and we're like stuck into this. In the <laughs> we're like stuck in, um, in, like in where our camping place was because it was all flooded. We're like shit, like we're like missing the first day of the festival, which I didn't have a ticket for anyway. So I'm like, okay, whatever. But then the <laughs> when the flooding stopped, we were able to leave. And all of us went to this festival. And my friends were, like, jumping over the fence and getting chased by security. And I just have this blind shih tzu. And there's, like, mud up to my knees, right? And I'm, like, trudging through. And I just, like, see a group of people. And I just start walking with them like I'm supposed to be there. Nobody checked my ticket. It was fine. It was great. I just walked in there. And then all of these people would, like... All of these people, we would get anything we needed by trading these rocks from people who were not from Arkansas, right? Like, all these, like, tourists, they're, like, giving us all kinds of shit. Like, here's some pot for the shiny rock, you know? Like, here's, like, a little trinket for this. And it was so cool. It was so cool. And all the locals were like, these shiny rocks? I'm tired of stepping on the damn things. Like, what are you? Like, no, I don't want any of these courts. So I'm sitting there, and I'm at the campsite, the campground, right? Because I, I was with this blind shih tzu, and we were like, I realized that, like, the best, most comfortable place to be was on the bus that kept going from the campground to the festival to the campground to the festival. And I just stayed on there, and I was, like, so warm with this dog. And my dog was getting warm, too. And I'm like, oh, this is so good. And then finally he's like, this is the end of the ride. You have to get off this bus. So I'm like, okay, shit. So I, I didn't have my shoes or any of my gear because my <laughs> road dog at the time, the guy I was traveling with, was like, I don't even know where he was, you know, I'm just like, so I like find his car magically, and I'm like, I guess I'll just sit here until he gets here, and I'm like, so cold, you know, and these people gave me a chair, <laughs> and then, <laughs> so I was like sitting there, like holding this shih tzu for warmth, like, it's gonna be fine, he's gonna get back here, and then he comes back, and he's like tripping balls, I'm tripping balls, I'm like, oh, spirit, his name was spirit, I was like, oh, spirit, finally, oh, this is so cool, you're here, <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> and we're sitting there, and it was like this beautiful mountainscape, and like this, this, the sun was rising, and we're just, and he's just like this, this right here, no, this is perfect, this is perfect for DMT, oh my god, we need a Deemster ferry, where's the Deemster ferry, and then this guy comes out of nowhere, I was like, did somebody say DMT, he's <laughs> like, yes, I did, are you the Deemster ferry, oh my god, and he's like, well, no, I don't have, like, DMT, but I got this ayahuasca. Like, I went through all this thing. He, like, told us the extraction, and he showed us this bottle of, like, really muddy water. <laughs> and he's like, 50 bucks, man. It's two weak doses or one strong dose. And Spirit's like, man, I don't, I don't have any money. But I got shiny rocks. <laughs> and he, like, pulls out this palette of quartz crystals. <laughs> and the guy's like, what? This is so cool. Like, he was from Florida or some shit. He's like, oh, my God, this is... <laughs> Whoa, these great, this great shiny rocks. So he, like, gives <laughs> Spirit the ayahuasca. And then <laughs> he's, like, sipping it and kept calling it show juice. And he's offering it to people. He's like, does anyone want to try this show juice? Is it? I'm like, dude, it's not even going to work if I take a sip of it. Like, you should just drink this show juice. Like, meanwhile, I'm ground scoring all these beers people left behind. I'm, like, drinking all morning. <laughs> like, I'm, like, finally warm. I got this. And, like, he's going, he's, like, tripping balls at this point. 
the 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 rangers come and like he finds this like this awning this like <laughs> awning he's like playing with it and he's like what squilly do and he's squilly don't and he's squilly over here squilly squilly and then like <laughs> and the security guard tried to take it from him he's like they're trying to take my squilly they're trying to take so i'm like okay well you got that handled i'm gonna go take a shower because all the showers were unoccupied oh my god i need one so bad i was on the r- i was covered in mud so i take a shower i'm like <laughs> so drunk I, I come out and this girl's like ma'am Ma'am, we're going to have to ask you to leave because it's cleanup. It, the festival's over. If you're not gone by 7.30, we're going to have to call the cops. And, like, I look up and I see my friend, like, going back and forth. He's, like, in the spirit room. And she's and your friend over there is way too drunk to drive. And I'm like, don't worry. I'll drive. And I'm like, super. I'm like, don't worry. We'll get out of here. He's like, okay, good. And we're like, we're out of here. So I like go up to spirit. And I'm like, hey, man, it's time to go. And, we're like, before I said it, actually, he was like, it's time to go. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, you're not driving. And I'm like, no, I'm not. So we get in his, like, Honda Civic. And we're, like, going down the road and, like, uh, trying to find the, the seek refuge in the Walmart parking lot at the end of the hill, you know. And he looks over and he's like, man, I've never driven on ayahuasca before. And that's the story. Rachel Benson. She also identifies uh, as a witch. Our pronouns are we and us. <laughs> how we're working that out. Uh, that was 10 minutes. That was perfect. You did a solid 10. Just so you know, I timed you. Yeah, that was great. That was so fun. I got to hear that story the other night, and it was, it was, it was, it was great. David, I'm so glad that you came on stage. It's super funny, and I can't wait to hear it again. Yay, the spirit world. Are your people here, Thomas, or do you want to wait? They're here? Okay. Hey, your next comedian. He's the bringer. He brought the not audience. Uh, just so everybody knows, there's no more than 11 people in the room at any time. Everybody's socially distanced. There's gloves on the stage. If you, um, and Rachel, did you grab a cookie? Grab a cookie. You got to grab a cookie. They're up there. Rachel, Rachel, you just grab a cookie. She just always free on Tuesdays from 4 to 6. It's a great show. It's about the Rainbow Gathering, and she has camped in, in all kinds of places, and you heard a great story about that. She's a traveler, man. Uh, your next comedian uh, has a mustache that looks like he wants to travel all over the United States on its own motorbike. I feel like it's just going to I feel like it's gonna get a motorcycle and go on without you. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Thomas. I get a little horny and I'm going a little funky. Give me something back and won't make fun of it. Oh, happy Friday night, everyone. If it weren't for this, I'd be so bored. In fact, probably the rest of the week, when you don't see me here, you just see me, you just hear about me existing, you know, when you ask me how I was. I was probably bored. I was probably bored, and I'm just telling you it's fine because uh, I can't just get into that right now. Um, but I've been so bored. Uh, as it's catching up to me, like, honestly, you know, I felt like I would have enough to do even though it's only two years into quarantine, like, I thought that I would have not run out of hobbies by now. You know, I started knitting for a while. That was nice. But I just can't bring myself to knit and crochet another queen-size quilt. My fingers have been worked to the bone. The bone, I say. So I need something to watch. And, uh, you know, usually 
people would just, you know, recommend they'd send me TikTok videos, but I know that that is brain poison, so I'm not going to watch that stuff. And uh, I've been kind of digging deep to find, like, what is really the most comforting thing that I would love to watch right now? And it's definitely old seasons of The Bachelor and Bachelorette, 100%. Absolutely weird. Um, but it's also, at the same time, the greatest love experiment ever put on film. One top prize and 30 hopeless idiots and six weeks to find your soulmate. Uh, it's amazing there aren't more lawsuits about around that show. Um, I truly feel like, you know, before before COVID, like I'd watch it for like, right, the drunk fights and, you know, the the trips and the heartbreak and just the useless mumbo jumbo that comes out of these people's mouths. Like, I like really feel like I'm starting to reach a point where I'm thinking about falling for you the fuck does that mean do you love me or not i just want somebody to 